0: Please be advised that this podcast is not a production of the City of Greater Bendigo. The views and ideas expressed in this podcast do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas of the City of Greater Bendigo Council or Organisation. What a week it was in Canberra and on Dja, Dja Warung Country. Hello, my name is Matthew Evans and welcome to this week's episode of my weekly podcast In Our Local Community. <music> Hello, and welcome to episode three of my weekly podcast in our local community. My name is Matthew Evans. I'm an Epilogue Ward Councillor at the City of Greater Bendigo. And thank you for listening in from wherever you get your favourite podcasts or if you're actually watching the video podcast here on my YouTube channel. I really do appreciate the time that you're taking on a very cold, uh, wintry morning, no doubt. Uh, And of course, if there's anything in this week's episode or in any other episode that you would like to discuss, if you've got any questions or if there's anything that you would like to know about me, about local government and what's happening in our local community, well, of course, you can get in touch. All my contact details are on my website, maddieevansmedia.com, or you can connect via social media. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, LinkedIn, and of course, YouTube. So I trust you're all keeping well. I trust that you're keeping warm. As I sort of alluded to before, it's been quite cool. And as you will probably know, I've recently been in Canberra where it was anticipated to be quite cold, but there were some... Well, it wasn't as frosty as I was anticipating. But of course, we'll go through that in a bit more detail. But of course, I trust that everyone is keeping well. I know that um, some of you uh, maybe... uh, uh, involved in the school setup. This might be the last week of term two for many in our local community. So everyone's sort of looking forward to the school holidays, whether that's a winter escape somewhere, somewhere warm. I can think of a, a few places that I know many of you might be interested in, perhaps in the sunshine state of Queensland. But of course, uh, no matter what you're up to in the community, I trust you're keeping well, keeping warm. And um, yeah, that you're ticking along and things are going well for you. Now, of course, this is the podcast where we talk about some of the things that have happened in the past week in our community. I'll share some of the things that I've been up to, and we'll talk about some of the things that are coming up in the next few weeks. Uh, we'll also discuss some of the key issues. We'll talk about local government more broadly and other things that not only matter to you, but things that I think that you need to know about. So, This week's episode is going to be relatively short compared to the others. The main topic that we're going to talk about, of course, is reviewing the National General Assembly of the Australian Local Government Association, uh, as well as the return of the Australian Council of Local Government, all of that taking place in Canberra. Uh, And we'll also touch on some of the key events, including a huge milestone for JARA regarding their corporate and cultural center in Golden Square. That was quite a bit. That was quite a big piece of news to come out of the last week. And of course, we'll look at some of the things that are happening in the community over the weeks and months ahead. So without further ado, let's get stuck into it. Let's talk about some of the news and events from the week that's just been... So, the first item we're going to talk about is the Jar Jar Corporate and Community Center. And this is quite a significant piece of news that have happened in the community. So, construction on the Jarja Warung Corporate and Community Center is officially underway after a special ceremony last Friday. Construction on the new facility at the former Golden Square High School site on Haddam Street will commence in the coming days and will become the home of Jara and its enterprises. It will also be a venue for the arts and cultural events and a multi-purpose space that can be used by other businesses and the wider public. There are some great photos from the event that was shared to Jara's socials. I know that uh, one of my councillor colleagues who was in attendance, Councillor Julie Sloan, uh, shared some wonderful photos to her social media pages as well. So highly recommend that you head to uh, Facebook or on social media or on Instagram to check those photos out. Of course, you can find all the information about this exciting new project uh, on Jara's website and I've provided a link in the description. But uh, this is quite a wonderful uh, opportunity to develop this site and uh, like most enterprises, uh, they they grow out of the spaces that uh, they were previously in and Jara is no exception to that. But this is very much a wonderful milestone in the progress that JARA uh, has been making in terms of its growth. And I just wanted to take this opportunity uh, to highlight this uh, wonderful piece of news in our community to congratulate the board of directors at JARA, including the chair, Trent Nelson, uh, and of course the team at JARA who make it all happen, led by uh, the CEO, uh, Rodney Carter, uh, general manager of the corporation, uh, Cassandra Lewis, and the entire team. I know many wonderful people that work for JARA, um, and it's just great to see this progress. And I would have loved to have been at the special ceremony. I know a number of dignitaries were there, um, our federal MP, our state MPs, uh, as well as, as I mentioned before, my councillor colleagues, as well as others from the community would have loved to have been there. Unfortunately, we are in Canberra, but um, but we look forward to seeing uh, this space transform over the next uh, little while. And uh, congratulations to JARA and to the Jar people. Another quick story I wanted to mention that was in the Bendigo advertiser during the week was uh, that five firefighters were rewarded for their service to the community at a ceremony at the Bendigo Fire Station. Uh, Commander Chris Jacobson, Commander Luke Waterson, SSO Tony Hope, Karen Tate, and Alfred Mason were recognized for their long standing service, all combining for decades and decades of service. So I wanted to congratulate them. Uh, I haven't met them all but I just wanted to congratulate them I wanted to give them a particular shout out uh, because I wanted to because I wanted to acknowledge those who serve our community. those who listened to uh, the introductory episode of uh, in our local community this podcast I gave a particular acknowledgement to those who serve and of course our firefighters are one of those groups. And it's important to recognize the service that many people make, many of whom are volunteers, but also people do it out of wanting to serve our community. So I just wanted to give out a shout out to them. I thought that was a particular story that uh, was uh, of interest. And so with that, that's uh, some of the events and uh, that's some of the news and events of the week that's just been. So we're now going to go through the main topic of this podcast, and that's looking back at the week that was in Canberra. So the Deputy Mayor, Councillor Jennifer Olden, the CEO, Craig Newman, and I represented the city of Greater Bendigo in Canberra at the National General Assembly of the Australian Local Government Association, which was held at the National Convention Centre uh, Councillor Olden and I also stayed for the return of the Australian Council of Local Government, consisting of the gala dinner at Parliament House in the Great Hall, and a forum which was also held at the at the National Convention Centre. So, we'll just go through some of the the key events and some of the key topics that were we'll discussed, and I'll just for, for the ease of discussion, I'll just go through the events day by day. So, we. Flew up on Monday uh, to Canberra from the Bendigo Airport via Sydney, and uh, I got to the hotel room just in time to watch the last quarter of the King's birthday class, and I'm so glad that the Demons got the job done in the end. It was very tense in the end, but uh, I guess, um, well, the better side won, and uh, the scoreboard, you know, looking back at it, maybe Melbourne probably should have won by a little more, but... Beating Collingwood, the benchmark of the competition, very happy about that. So, uh, so that was really good. So we settled in uh, on Monday night, just um, getting used to our hotel and and whatnot. Um, and I must say that the the, the flight service from um, from Bendigo all the way through to Canberra via Sydney uh, was really good, and I'm really glad that. Uh, that that we've got that availability and that service, uh, particularly from Bendigo to Sydney going well. So it was good to experience that. I thought it was quite seamless. On Tuesday, we had the regional forum, and that was basically all of the regional and rural councils from right across Australia for the particular forum. Uh, There were some really great speeches and great panel discussions, but one I really wanted to talk about were the two speeches given by Uh, The Honourable Christy McBain, the Minister for Regional Development, Local Government and Territories, as well as her shadow counterpart, the Honourable Darren Chester, the Member for Gippsland. And I really thought that their speeches were quite fascinating. And I know that, um, and I think both ministers uh, objectively seem to be really good uh, ministers in this space They're both from regional communities. They both understand regional and rural communities. Of course, uh, Minister McBain is a former mayor herself, the former mayor of Bega. But the thing that was most impressive about it all was the strong sense of bipartisanship uh, from both. Uh, The minister, uh, Minister McBain, spoke very well about uh, the the funding challenges and all the other opportunities that uh, we'll discuss as part of regional rural communities but uh, particularly Darren Chester's uh, remarks saying that uh, really Minister Mcbain is not is a is a really good or she's a very good friend of local government and that we should be very proud and we should be doing everything that we can to make it easier for Minister McBain to advocate in, in the federal cabinet. Um, so it was really good to hear that. He was uh, slightly cynical, as you would expect from an opposition member. Um, but all in all, the, the overwhelming sense that he is willing to back up uh, Minister McBain. But the it set the theme, especially for regional and rural communities, and throughout the, the whole week is actually talking about, talking up, the achievements of local government, the good things that happen in local government. We often hear about what doesn't work and what local government fails to do, things like that, the, some of the, the, the more negative stuff. But one of the uh, things that was impressed upon in, in, even on the first day was actually celebrating the, the achievements of local government, the things that happen that really do well, whether it's through the work and initiatives of the city and or the organisation or working with community to develop infrastructure, things like that. So that was really impressive and I think that really set the theme for the entire week. And then of course uh, rolling on to Wednesday which was the really the full uh, first full day where not all of the councils in fact councils but over 500 councils from right across Australia were there and I think it's some kind of record. Uh, but one of the things that I've personally found quite fascinating and I was so glad to be a part of was a soccer match at uh, Parliament House between team local government and the some of the federal MPs or, or parliamentarians. So I thought that was a unique experience and I'm glad that I got to take part in that not only to meet uh people from the local government sector, fellow councillors, fellow mayors, uh fellow uh CEOs, general managers, etc, but also the federal MPs and uh one of them of course was uh, the federal, federal member for Casey Aaron Violi, very uh, honored to meet with him. And I got a photo with him, but some of the people that lined up in that team, I think Graham Perrett uh, was there. Um, uh, Matt Keogh, a minister in the government, Uh, Matt Canavan uh, from the Nationals. Uh, There was a few others as well. Sam Birrell, the member for Nichols here in Victoria. And uh, I think David Littleproud, the uh, the leader of the Nationals, was there too. Um, And Great uh, members from both sides of the political divide there. So that was a unique experience. Uh, it was a five-all draw. Um, and uh, I have to say that I, I thought I did okay. I scored a couple of goals in that game. So, um, but And I was wearing, a co- of course, I had to wear the Golden Square uh, T-shirt. So um, if you want to see my socials, what that looked like, head there. I've posted a couple of photos of that. Um, but that was pretty cool. But... Of course, we then rolled on to the the actual first proper full day of the National General Assembly, and it was officially launched by His Excellency, the Honourable David Hurley, uh, Governor General of Australia. And um, one of the key lines that he said, and uh, it was certainly, again, something that really set the theme for the rest of the forums, was uh, his words were, local government is the level of government where you look people in the eye, and it is in that theme of local government being the closest form of government to the people, but it was a really interesting way of putting it. Uh, of course, spoke very well and really set the theme, but I think that's something that uh, for everyone that attended the forum, that is a saying that they will always remember, and that is that uh, that local government is the form of government where you look people in the eye. So. I thought that really set the theme. Uh, The keynote speakers, of course, was the uh, ALGA president, uh, Councillor Linda Scott. She's a councillor at the City of Sydney. Uh, We also heard from the Honourable Catherine King, the Minister for Infrastructure, Transport, Regional Development and Local Government, as well as the uh, Federal Opposition Leader, the Honourable Peter Dutton. Uh, and, of course, Jimmy Rees, the internet uh, uh, giggle and hoot fame, uh, makes all these wonderful uh, videos online. And I, I have to say this, I have a bit of a bone to pick with uh, Jimmy Rees because, um, of course, he's made a character uh, and characterized uh, Brighton very well. And for those who know me, I'm originally from Brighton. Um, he also has a character called Tony and um, an ex faves Uh, as you probably have heard. And uh, my dad has an X5, and of course, his name is Tony. So um, a little bit of a bone to pick with Jimmy Reese there, but um, it was a fascinating uh, presentation. I thought it was interesting, given that uh, just about engaging communities, what you need to do and things like that, and how he goes about and, and his story from obviously Giggle and Hoot and whatnot. So that was a really good presentation, but one of the more special ones, and very fortunate to have heard, uh, from the Ukrainian ambassador to Australia, Vasil Uh and the deputy mayor, and I were very fortunate to catch up with him after his keynote speech, uh, to get a photo with him, uh, and just to yeah, just to catch up. But of course, the uh, the ambassador has visited Bendigo, uh, obviously to tell us to look at the Bushmasters and the Hawkeyes, um, and of course we had a civic reception. For him, And I was very fortunate to meet him then when I was Deputy Mayor. But it was really good to catch up with uh, the Ambassador. And, of course, the Ambassador is always welcome in Greater Bendigo at any time, of course, with that talus being located here. But um, certainly looking forward to bring, uh, welcoming, him, welcoming him back. Uh, and, of course, there was also some insightful panel discussions. And there were t- discussions on the future of local government building a stronger workforce in the sector, as well as uh, developing and delivering policy with local government. And on those panels, there were a wide range of speakers. And one of them was the Lord Mayor of Melbourne, Sally Cap, who I was fortunate enough to meet briefly at the gala dinner, which we'll touch on in just a sec. But it was really awesome to meet with her. And it was interesting what she was saying from the city of Melbourne's perspective particularly around the return to work. And a quick digression on this, uh, there are some more broadly, whether this is in the, if you're listening to this and you're in the local government sector or you're in the government sector, or if you're in private enterprise, if you work for one of the banks and you're doing this hybrid model where you might have maybe three days in the actual office and two days working from home. It was interesting that the city of Melbourne have gone with this all-in model. And I think that, From what I got gathered from that, it means that basically everyone is working in the city rather than from home. So I thought that that conversation was really fascinating, but it was also great to meet with Lord Mayor Sally Capp. And of course, uh, we had uh, policy motions which were discussed. And I'm pleased to say that uh, the motion that I had put up, uh, the motion on telecommunications and digital connectivity in regional and rural communities was successful. Uh, It aligned with ALGA policy, existing ALGA policy, but it was particularly pleased to see that adopted. So very happy with that. Um, And so that policy, that motion was adopted not only at MAV, but also at ALGA as well. So very fortunate and very happy about that. And we'll continue to advocate for greater telecommunications and digital infrastructure in our communities. Uh, So Thursday, there were further panel discussions covering various topics. There was a conversation about the voice to parliament, uh, which was interesting. We, unfortunately, weren't there because we actually had to go off to another meeting, but that would have been a fascinating conversation. Uh, there was also a conversation on leading communities through change, responding to uh, cyclones, flood, fires and floods, natural disaster response, and I thought that was particularly compelling, especially given parts of the city of Greater Bendigo and north of our municipality were heavily impacted by floods uh, in October. And more recently, uh, there was a big discussion on the affordable housing crisis being felt right across the country. And there is more to be said about that in future, Well, certainly in the future, but also uh, maybe in future episodes might signpost that and also cyber security in local government and of course cyber security being quite topical especially with recent data breaches of major companies uh, notably optus and australia post and a number of um others uh, as well so uh, maybe not australia post now that i think about it but um but there, you know what i mean there's certainly lots of um concerns there so there was a good discussion there uh, one of the interesting discussions, uh, one of the interesting keynote speeches, was from Saul Griffith uh, from Rewiring the Nation. Now, uh, if you're uh, for, if you're in Bendigo, you would be familiar that he was a keynote speaker at our most recent climate change collaboration, the Greater Bendigo Climate Collaboration, and I know that our deputy mayor had an opportunity to briefly have a chat with uh, Saul Griffith, but uh, his presentation was quite insightful and certainly quite interesting, um, especially how we can make our homes uh, more friendly to the environment and make the most of electrifying everything. So we also uh, formally wrapped up all the motions and I think there was just shy of, I think there was 150 motions, I think there was, and covering a wide range of topics as well. So uh, they were all done. And then of course, uh, it led to the gala dinner at of of the Australian Council of Local Government at Parliament House, as I said before, in the Great Hall. Uh, The keynote speakers were uh, the Minister for Local Government before uh, Christy McBain, but also the Prime Minister, uh, Anthony Albanese. Uh, He spoke for a fair while there. And, of course, the the signature uh, keynote speaker was the Honourable Linda Burney, the Minister for Indigenous Affairs. And uh, her speech was largely around uh, the upcoming referendum, uh, for the voice uh, recogni- constitutional recognition uh, in the form of a voice to Parliament, uh, it was a really good opportunity uh, to catch up with a lot of people, uh, including uh, the the mayor of Greater Shepherd uh, and Shane Sarley. It was great to get a photo with him, and you can see that on my Facebook and Instagram. Uh, just good to catch up with um, others. Great to meet other people. I met uh, a few councillor colleagues from right across. Uh, the place I sat next to a councillor colleague from uh, the city of Kingston and met many of the councillors from the, kiddie, uh, the city of Kingston. Uh, and as well as uh, going on, we had, um, after the dinner, we actually had some drinks uh, with others from right across the sector. And it's just uh, on the sidelines, really good to have that opportunity to catch up with uh, friends from across the sector in that space. So look was really good and um, and, of course, it led on to the final day where the formal forum of the Australian Council of Local Government took place, which was also at the National Convention Centre. Uh, and, again, a lot of the topics that were discussed on the Friday were discussed throughout the entire week. Uh, but this time, as part of this forum, there were ministers of the federal cabinet that were sitting on these. So I actually thought... Uh, and then, of course, we um, we flew back to Canberra, uh, to Melbourne, where we caught the Bendigo Airport Services bus home, and I want to, um, that was a pretty good service there. We're getting home pretty late, but um, it was really good. So um, I thought, all in all, it was quite a productive week, and we had a number of uh, meetings off the side there to try and advocate on behalf of our city, our region, uh, particularly on key areas of policy. Uh, as well as some some of the key projects. We talked about things like well, the World Heritage Bid. We talked about the city's work on the city of uh, gastronomy. Uh, and we also talked about the importance of critical funding programs, things like the Local Roads and Community Infrastructure Fund, which uh, has been expanded, but it's due to cease uh, and whatnot. Um, so we're just trying to advocate for the importance of those and how that needs to, to remain. Uh, we met with a couple of ministers, uh, Minister Catherine King was one of them. Uh, Christy McBain was another. Um, And we're able to talk about some of the things that we've invested in our communities. But they were also able to tell us about some of the new funding programs that uh, the federal government are initiating. So there is going to be an opportunity, hopefully, uh, to look at what those Funds are. Some of the funds are still having their criteria written out, but of course, there are others that are still available. So uh, it's something that we'll have a think about as a city and uh, not to prejudge any outcomes that the City of Greater Bendigo will be doing. Um, I'm sure that we will be looking very carefully at these grant programs, how they might best apply to certain programs. Uh, whether that's the most recent announcement from Anthony Albanese regarding the $100 million for certain projects, my understanding that that program could go to things like uh, sporting field lighting upgrades or ensuring that community facilities are meeting efficiency standards, things like that, although there are a couple of devils in the detail there given that it's just been announced. But I'm sure all in all, they will benefit our local communities and we've got to work very hard to make sure that you and the local communities get to reap those benefits. Uh, another thing I thought taking out from this week uh, was, of course, as I mentioned before, it was just really good to know other mayors, councillors, CEOs, and general managers from right across Australia. Um, I particularly want to give a shout out to uh, to all that I met, uh, particularly my interstate colleagues, uh, the, particularly the crew at uh, Port Hedland in Western Australia. I actually, uh, we met first met at the soccer match and uh and then we actually were on uh the uh the same trivia team at one of the dinners during the the week and that was really good fun and they're a great crew over there in port Hedland. so if you're listening from port headland uh big shout out to you um but i've also of course in in victoria you know, some of our counterparts uh in geelong i've met with um Trent sullivan the mayor of geelong great to catch up with him uh the uh, the city of ballarat of course and uh uh, the CEO, Evan King, uh, Mayor Des Hudson, uh, Deputy Mayor Amy Johnson, uh, as well as uh, Councillors Daniel Maloney and Ben Taylor. Shout out to you guys. It's good to catch up with you. And of course, from other councils, so Campasby, Campaspe, Macedon, uh, Strathbogie. It was good to catch up with uh, Mayor Laura Binks from Strathbogie. Uh, of course, Mornington Peninsula, uh, my good friend, the Mayor of the Mornington Peninsula, Steve Holland as well as Brimbank, Whitehorse, and of course the City of Melbourne uh, with Lord Mayor Sally Cap. But so many wonderful people that I met across the sector, across the board, Um, really good to meet them all and, and hopefully connect with them at some stage later in the future. But I guess in catching up with everybody and hearing the perspectives of the issues and the challenges that each other council is facing, it really gave me this sense of okay well this is what's happening in our community here are the similarities here are some of the things that we're doing differently and maybe there are some some things that are happening in other communities that are working quite well that we could adopt in greater bendigo so that's where i think some of the value is and certainly coming back from canberra and coming back from the week it's certainly given me some thought as to what we might need to be doing what we need to continue doing and how we can really enhance the way that we uh, operate as a local government um, here in Greater Bendigo. So all in all, some really good takeaways, some really good lessons, hopefully some more opportunities for our local community, particularly when it comes to some of these funding programs. Of course, we'll do a similar amount of work that we continue to do at a state level. But I guess the opportunity to lay the groundwork for all levels of government to be working together to deliver really good and strong outcomes for our communities because that's, at the end of it, what's what it's all about. So so really some positive outcomes. And, yeah, so that was really the the trip that was uh, Canberra. It was a busy week. I'm really glad to be home, to be honest. Uh, it was good to be back at the footy uh, Golden Square versus Kangaroo Flat out at dower Park. Um, just good to be back home um, doing the things that we love. And uh, so, yeah, so if there's anything from that that you would like me to elaborate further on, uh, feel free to get in touch. As I mentioned before, all my contact details are on my website, maddieevansmedia.com, or you can connect with me via social media. So we're going to do a bit of a preview into the week ahead and Firstly, I, if you're watching the video podcast and you've noticed some of the lighting has changed and my face is looking particularly bright at the moment, it is because uh, the I don't really have a curtain that can block out the light. So if you've noticed it's changed, I do apologize for that. i hopefully find a way to mitigate that and it's actually quite bright. So uh, anyway, if you're listening to this and you're not watching this on the video po- podcast, please disregard that entire bit. But I do apologize if you're watching and you notice that. Anyway to the things that are happening in our community this week. And the big thing I think is happening this week is the celebration of 150 years of the Capitol Theatre. And uh, there's going to be a gala dinner on Saturday night at the Capitol Theatre, and it'll be wonderful to celebrate such a historic building in our city, but also one that is the home of uh, our thriving arts culture as well. Of course, the Capital Theatre is a big part of the Bendigo Venues and Events uh, portfolio, which, of course, is managed by the City of Greater Bendigo. But uh, a big shout-out to Julie Amos, who is the uh, the in charge of the Bendigo Venues and Events. The entire team, I know, are. it's such a wonderful part of the organisation, and it'll be wonderful, wonderful to celebrate the 150th year anniversary of the Capital Theatre. So looking forward to that. Uh, Harmony Showcase, the... Academy of Creative Arts uh, at Bendigo Southeast College have got their mid-year uh, showcase, which will be on Wednesday night. And I'm looking forward to going to that. Uh, many of those who will be performing at the showcase have previously performed at other things, including the Raw Arts Awards, which uh, if you head back to my previous episode, uh, you'll you'll know that. But um, as someone who used to work for Bendigo Southeast College and uh, have seen the, the talent uh, and the amazing creativity of the, the students and the staff for that matter in the Academy of Creative Arts. Uh, I'm looking forward to catching up and seeing what they've been doing. Uh, so all the best uh, to them and look forward to that. And uh, next Monday is actually going to be Style's Biggest Morning Tea, which is, of course, the big fundraiser for the Cancer Council of Australia. So, uh, of course, those... Uh, morning teas will be happening right across our communities, right across Australia. But I'm particularly keen to attend the one in Redstall, so looking forward to going along to that. Uh, of course, next Monday is also the uh, uh, the next council meeting, the ordinary meeting for June. So uh, there's going to be a big agenda, I suspect, and of course the agenda will be available during the week. So uh, stay tuned for that uh, on Wednesday. Check out the City of Greater Bendigo's website. For the agenda and also to register to attend that. But in next week's episode, what we'll we'll do is we'll I'll go through the agenda um, and just li- go through what's uh, going to us, so I can so that you know what's happening. Um, and I'll explain a little bit more how that will work. So I may as well do it. I'll may as well do it now. So uh, what I'll do in those episodes that are of the day of council meetings, I'll just list the. Items that are on the agenda—that's on the public agenda, which is publicly available. Uh, I won't go into any further commentary. I'll just, yeah, simply list what's on the agenda, and I'll save for my comments for the actual meeting. So, uh, so that I'm not doing anything to uh, prejudice the decision-making process. So, uh, so that's going to be next week. Um, so that's a lot of things to look forward to. Of course, the next week's episode will be. Uh, That Monday morning on the 26th of June. Uh, And of course, we'll cover off some of the things that have happened during the week and what's to come ahead in our local community. So it's time to wrap up uh, this week's episode. Of course, uh, a big, big uh, unpacking of the week that was in Canberra. Uh, Of course, as always, I would love to know what your thoughts are Uh, on all of the topics that we've discussed, but also if there's anything in particular that you would like me to discuss or that you would like to know more of, uh, feel free to get in touch with me. All my contact details are on my website, maddieevansmedia.com. And of course, get in touch via social media. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Twitter, and of course, LinkedIn. So tune into next week's episode, which will be available uh, Monday, the 26th of June uh, from 7 a.m. I'll release it then. All episodes of the podcast, including this one, are available on my website, on my YouTube channel, and from wherever you get your favorite podcasts. So that's all we have time for today. Thank you for listening in. I hope you're keeping well. Stay warm. And of course, as always, stay classy, Greater Bendigo, and see you in our local community.